Professional wrestling is the one true sport. Other sports have their share of intense dramatic moments, but nothing can compare with professional wrestling. Welcome to Wrestling History X, where two friends get together and talk about the story behind the matches. I'm Matt. And I'm Michael. Welcome to episode 42, Main Event 3. Saturday Night Live is taking a break, but we will show up live. On with Friday some ra- night. On, on a, is this a Friday? Yeah, it's Friday. Okay, but like... Saturday Night Main Event. Saturday Night Main Event was on Saturday. So is there a main event after this? Because those are previously shot, but this is live, right? This is live. Or at least live earlier in the night. Yeah. So my tagline is, who's funnier than Dana Carvey? Hulk Hogan? Yeah, I don't know. That was just like, I'm just throwing this out here. Who knows? Where are we going here? Main Event 3 is a live offshoot. Of yes. Saturday night main event mm-hmm. produced by the WWF. They did like the two. They did like two live main events for... They usually did one like right before WrestleMania. Usually, every for the last couple years. Yeah, I know. But it's weird that it was on Friday though, because I know the Saturday Night Main Event was like a offshoot of Saturday, like, night, Saturday Night Main Event was they pre-recorded all those. Yeah, yeah, I know because they had to get it down to a certain mm-hmm. amount of time and everything to fit the hour and a half that Saturday Night Live used to do. But they would have these live shows on Friday night in prime time called the main event. But it'd only be like one or two per year like they did one a year yeah one of these and it was usually right before wrestlemania to kind of set up the wrestlemania matches basically uh this event would take place on february 23rd 1990 i thought it was february 2nd no it's the 23rd 23rd okay at the joe lewis arena in detroit michigan and some things that happened right around that time oh what do we have the album please hammer don't hurt them would be released a week before. It contains great songs such as You Can't Touch This uh-huh. and Pray. Uh, I don't remember Pray. See, you got like, to pray. Well, we, we decided I was three years older. You're just a little bit older than me. That's true. I but had, I had smarter. this album. But like, uh, like, I remember the, the MC Hammer cartoon just a little bit. I don't know if I ever watched the cartoon. There was like a Saturday morning cartoon. I remember just a little bit, but I never like had hammer pants or anything because I was three. I wasn't even in kindergarten. I didn't really know. I knew MC I Hammer. I wasn't cool enough to have hammer pants. I knew MC Hammer a little bit after the fact. So, But along with me, that's pretty good. so did a bunch of other people had this album because it's hip-hop's best-selling album of all time. Is it still? It still is. Oh, that's upsetting because as a fan of... All hip-hop. types of music, but also a fan of hip-hop. Like, there's no way that it even cracks fucking the top 25 best hip-hop records from an artistic standpoint. Or in Best-selling in- doesn't mean best. Yeah, we know that. And Buster Douglas would shock the world... Oh my gosh. ...by knocking out Mike Tyson to win the world's unified heavyweight title in boxing. Like a couple days before this, right? Like a week before. And what we're probably going to get into, I assume you've got a spiel about this. Oh, but WWF uh, assumed that 
Tyson. Have a little bit of one. They so. assumed Tyson was going to win. Let's just get right to the show. Let's get right to it. I mean, you teased it last week at the end of the show. Let's just get right to okay. it. Okay. So we start the show with promos from the participants from the evening. Macho King talks about how he has the most powerful right hand, and he mentions Buster Douglas. Yeah. Why would he do that? President Jack Tunney's in the locker room. We get, well, we see a video of President Jack Tunney. So you get to see him. You mentioned yeah, him last he's just kind of in the background. Is is well, he's not wearing the the hat. The hat is uh, Buster. No, he's the Buster guy who's Mander. talking at the very beginning, and he's talking with Earl Hebner and Buster Douglas as the two refs. And he says, and Douglas's trainer, hype man, is the guy with the hat. Yeah, yeah. Pumps him up and tells him to do it like Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And then we go to Hogan and Hogan. Wait, that match was in Tokyo. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty awesome. So Hogan says, when you take the dynamic tactics of the Macho King, Randy Savage, and the TNT punching power of the undisputed world heavyweight boxing champion, James Buster Douglas, and added with the super nitro power of the World Wrestling Federation champion, the Hulkster, something's gonna explode. All right, Hulk. We then get the logo and the theme music that play over a highlight package. And Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura welcome us to the show. They preview the two championship matches we will see tonight. And they say Iron Mike Tyson was supposed to be the special referee. But he pulled out. Yeah, because he lost. It's embarrassing. Which is completely true. Yes. Not kayfabe. No, it's not kayfabe. He lost. Tyson lost. And it was a and, big upset. And he basically was like just so mad that he lost yeah. that he pulled out of all of his appearances. And they just pulled Buster in there because he just won. So the WWF the, called up Buster Douglas was like, hey, Tyson was supposed to do this, but yeah. do you want to do it instead? Like, yeah, we got like eight grand for you, sir. I'm just <laughs> guessing on the money-wise, but I imagine it was at least that. At least that. At least that without him, you know, yeah. So Buster Douglas decided to do it. Mm-hmm. We then go back to the back mean jeans there with Macho King Randy Savage and Sensational Queen Sherry. And they're glad that Mike Tyson pulled out. Yeah, he's glad that he's not there because his grandma was a card-carrying Hulkamaniac. Which is hilarious. It's very funny. Are you a card-carrying Hulkamaniac? I am not. Me neither. I turned my card-carrying Hulkamaniacism over about the time when I was yay tall. Oh, yeah, yeah. When you, whenever you realize that uh, you're just peeing out all the vitamins. Exactly. <laughs> and then he tells Buster that he better call it down the middle. Hell yeah. Hulk Hogan's in there with Mean Gene, and Hulk says, Buster and I are alike. We had to fight to get to the top. It's pretty good, like, short-term stuff. Because you imagine that, like, they would do this a very similar thing with the... They'd probably do the same thing with Tyson, but it is a little bit more meaningful when it's a guy that just beat Mike Tyson and nobody thought Mike Tyson was well, Actually, my question was, did Hulk have to fight his way to the top? I mean, in my opinion, no, but all these little Hulksters feel that way. And then he says if Buster isn't on the same page, Hulk might just have to take the boxing championship before the night's over. <sighs> you gotta, yeah. Can't even take a bump, let alone a fist to the face, Terry. Buster Douglas then joins Mean Gene... Gene has this line, we all know about David and Goliath, Jack and the Beanstalk. Those are stories. Buster Douglas is the real deal. Pretty good. Good line, Okerlund. And then he asks him why he agreed to this. And Buster says, 
when Tyson backed out, I felt the obligation from the boxing world. Good on you, Buster. Yeah, yeah. Good on you. Yeah. And he says he's going to call it down the middle. So, of course he will. But he's going to be on the outside. Yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not our in-ring ref. He's not our in-ring ref. So our first match, Macho King Randy Savage versus Hulk Hogan for the WWF Championship with Buster Douglas as a special referee. And it's the first match of the show. It is. Hogan, they, they usually put Hogan on these live shows yeah, first all these, like, television to, live to keep, to keep people, the viewers yeah. in. It, make, it totally makes sense, but it's just, you know, ultimately weird considering how we know pay-per-view works, but I got it. Well, once they've paid for it, they, they're going to stick around, so they can put him on last. But Savage and Sherry come out on a throne being carried on a platform mm-hmm. by a few guys. And we learn, this is actually where we learn Buster's going to be on the outside as an enforcer. So the match starts, Savage is tossed to the ropes, hit with a shoulder tackle, bails to the floor where Hogan attempts to follow, but Douglas tells Hogan to stay in the ring. Macho then with a knee, an eye rake, a rubber band slam, and a knee to the back to send Hulk to the floor. And Savage goes to the top rope to try for his double axe handle, that he usually does, but Buster gets between the two men. Yeah, he wants nope. it all in the ring, like all a boxing match. It's like all in the ring, which, you know, on brand. I get it. Hogan then like jumps in the ring on one side, and all of a like gets in and runs to the other side of the ring to grab Sherry, who's standing on the apron. It's like pulling her hair and shit. Macho goes for a jumping knee to Hulk's back, but Hogan moves, hitting Sherry in the process to send her to the floor. Hogan with right hands, tosses Savage to the ropes, hitting a clothesline, and slams his head on a turnbuckle. Another Irish whip followed by a back elbow, mounted punches, an axe bomber, going back to the old movie, Mm -hmm. body slam, multiple elbow drops, an atomic drop, and goes to come off the ropes, but Sherry grabs his boot, tripping him up. Fuck you, Hogan. Hulk grabs Sherry from behind when Macho hits a leaping body guillotine. Savage takes control with clotheslines, jumping knee drops, chokes. And Hogan's finally made it over to the ropes, so Macho backs away. But Sherry continues the choking until Douglas gets over there to break it up. But she doesn't break it up, so Buster throws her out from yeah. ringside. Exactly. We love Sherry. Come on, guy. I mean, we don't love Sherry. She's pretty we, scary. We love Sherry. I like Sherry. I like sensational Sherry you're not gonna trick me Savage has Hulk in the sleeper but Hogan escapes with elbows to the midsection running the ropes and ducks a clothesline but gets hit on the comeback Macho tosses Hulk to the outside goes to the top rope to hit a double axe handle to the floor I guess Buster couldn't get over there in time stopping no. on this one yeah yeah he's a boxer not a not, not a tri-athlete Savage rolls Hogan back in goes to the top rope for another axe handle for a two count. A jumping knee drop, continuous pinfall attempts, left jabs, roundhouse rides to send Hulk to the outside. Macho goes to the top rope again, but this time, Douglas is there to get in the way. Yes, he is. So Savage is with a body slam, goes to the top rope, and hits the Savage elbow, but Hogan kicks out and begins to Hulk up. Boo. No selling the punches, wagging the finger, right hands of doom, a big boot, but Macho rolls to the outside. Thank you, sir. 
Savage grabs Hulk's boot and drags him to the outside, and the two men are brawling until Macho gives an eye rake. Savage rolls back into the ring, and as Hogan is getting on the apron, the King goes back to attack, but Hulk hits him, and Macho falls back into the ref, knocking them both down. So, was that like a ref bump? Ref bump? Uh-huh. Hogan with the leg drop, Buster jumps in the ring for the pin... And, and the win. win. So post-match, Savage is arguing with Hebner, mm-hmm. but the ref tells him that Douglas made the count. It was a quick, quick three. It was a pretty quick three. Hulk is being an instigator, trying to get Macho and Buster to go at it. They Savage argue, is, yeah. Savage is getting the crazy eyes, puts his finger in Douglas's face, arguing with him. Yeah, Hogan, you can see you can see Buster say it was a three count, baby. Like just like <laughs> like just. He's not on mic or anything, but you can just see it on his lips. Hogan's telling Macho to go for it. Mm -hmm. Savage slaps Buster and begins to bob and weave around Uh, the ring. Yes, and it is kind of great. So Buster's standing in the middle of the ring. Hogan's in the corner. When Macho turns around to like taunt Hogan, Mm -hmm. and Hulk just shoves him right into Douglas, who throws a punch Yes, that... Hits him, but it's, it's not the full thing. So he throws another it's one. It's kind of yeah, it's kind of weird and sloppy. But he like hits Macho twice. One of the two hits looks better than the other, but none of them look like knockout. But the punches. second one knocks him down. Mm-hmm. So Hogan raises Buster's arm, and they hug and shake hands, and they start doing some Hulk posing. I am a so we go to the back, and it's Ultimate Warrior. I had to stop. And it's time. The Derringer for the shortest, the shortest warrior promo ever. Is it the shortest? But is it also. But it's awesome. Kind of amazing as well. So Ultimate Warrior starts. Uh huh. I can smell it. Can he? It's in the air. The cosmic powers of Mars, the clouds of Jupiter, the rings of Saturn, the boiling heat of Mercury. Jesus. Something's going to happen, warriors. I can feel it. That's so fucking good. We then come back to the ring, and Hogan and Douglas are still posing. Still. Five. So we go to the back. Jesse Ventura is there with Dino Bravo, Canadian Earthquake, and Jimmy Hart. And Ventura brings up the weightlifting segment. That's me, like, yeah. Hitting myself in the head with my own notes, because I'm so... Tired of Dino Bravo lifting weights from that one poorly produced segment. From was it even a wrestle? Was it WrestleMania two? Royal Rumble eighty seven. Yeah, it's three years ago. Is as igni- insignificant as Mania two. More insignificant. Is the best thing for Mania two? I like Ozzy Osbourne. House, I like the bunkhouse. No, nobody debut. likes the bunkhouse. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I don't but, like the bunkhouse. Yeah. Is the best thing from Mania two uh, Ozzy Osbourne, or is, is that Mania two? Yeah, it was Ozzy. Uh, yeah, it wasn't the best thing on the show because Steamboat was on the show. Yeah, but he didn't fight Macho. So Jimmy Hart says, mm-hmm. "Warriors a total maniac. We're bringing along a better insurance policy than Edna, Allstate." And the Lloyds of London. The Lloyds of London one is pretty funny. If you're a wrestling fan, you know what that is. I mean, like, if you're not a wrestling fan, there's plenty of people that know what that is, but it is a it is a thing that you hear in, like, deeper wrestling commentary in history. They provide insurance on pretty much 
anything. Yes, if you got the if you've got the money, they've got your back. And that insurance policy is called earthquake. <sighs> and we've checked your policy, warrior, mm-hmm. and you don't have earthquake insurance. Oh, he doesn't. But he is basically a chaotic angel. That's my that's the feeling I get from him. Ventura says as ever, as they're leaving to go to the ring. Sounds like a case of double indemnity to me. And then it goes to McMahon and he says, Jesse doesn't even know what double indemnity means. It's funny. It's good. I do love McMahon on these shows. I just, yeah, I think that he is a underrated commentator. He's very, very good. He's very funny. Like, he doesn't know all the moves and stuff, but he's got a lot of, a lot, a lot of energy and he's always entertaining. So we go to the back. Mean Gene's there with Ultimate Warrior. And Gene asks him if he has earthquake insurance. Uh, Let me throw it to you, Ultimate Matthew. Does the Ultimate Warrior have earthquake insurance? And will I cry while you you inform me? Oh, yes. I need not earthquake insurance. I need not health insurance. I will never need life insurance. For the warriors all know the life that flows into their body is not that of the normal. Oh my god. The marrow in these bones is of a different composition. Holy crap. The blood in these veins is of a different consistency. Jello? The muscles the warrior has attached themselves to is of a different structure. Oh my gosh. The brain waves in my mind that the warrior has spoke to is of an unknown frequency. You cannot hear or feel it. Not even you, Dino Bravo. The strongest man in the world. Not even you, Jimmy Hart. The wienerest man on the earth. Not even a natural disaster will prevent me as I take the warriors and fulfill the ultimate destiny. (sighs) The ultimate destiny in the sky. Where, um, where... I'm pretty sure that as the ultimate warrior says these amazing things, they turn into clouds, and then those clouds hang out there for him to rearrange like Legos in the afterlife to create his own uh, utopia. Because we do not deserve the ultimate warrior. <laughs> and Matt is dying right now. <laughs> but I always thought that I was like, ah, ultimate warrior, whatever. But I am... Uh, Warming up to the warrior, as much as I've been cooling down. I'm to telling the Hogan. you, I said it last week. Yeah, these segments are incredible. Probably some of my favorite <laughs> parts of doing this show at this point. Yeah, fuck, it's so good. It's so it's like it's even just, if I do choke myself up. Yeah, it's it. it's so bizarre, and even like you are putting your own spin on it because warrior, nobody can do what he did no. with those words. Like nobody can do what he did with those words at all. People can do a a like close to perfect savage impersonation. The Ultimate Warrior is too unhinged, too inhuman to actually like impersonate in a promo. It's really incredible. But from there, uh, we get to see the world's strongest man for fifteen years. At least the last three. <laughs> is that it? It feels like forever. 
So our second match is Dino Bravo with Jimmy Hart and Earthquake versus Ultimate Warrior Mm -hmm. for the WWF Intercontinental Championship. And Warrior runs down right into the ring, ducks a clothesline from Bravo, misses a clothesline, and then Bravo leapfrogs him, followed by a Warrior Power Slam. Warrior goes to the top rope for a double axe handle and then tries to go to the top rope again, but Earthquake grabs his boot to stall him. Mm-hmm. Warrior goes to the floor, stalking Earthquake around the ring until Bravo comes from behind to hit him. Back in the ring, Warrior with a hip toss goes to run the ropes, but again, Earthquake grabs his boot to distract him, allowing Dino to hit a clubbing forearm across the back to send Warrior to the floor. Warrior crawls under the ring, and the next thing we see is Jimmy Hart being dragged under the ring. Which is in pretty incredibly shot. Also, this might be the first, this is probably the only time we've seen Warrior like work from underneath, but it's for a very quick like minute and a half. Yeah. Hart reemerges, but without any pants on, followed so by funny. Warrior, who then press slams Hart into Earthquake. Bravo again attacks from behind on the floor, and Hart runs off to the back in his red underwear. It's so funny that he pulls Jimmy Hart in, pushes him out on the other side, and he's fucking pantless. And it's probably the most entertaining thing Jimmy Hart's done in fucking eight years. Earthquake begins attacking Warrior with a body slam on the floor. And then back in the ring, Dino with multiple axe handles across the back. A bear hug. But Warrior breaks the hold and locks on a bear hug of his own. How the hell is Dino Bravo going to put a bear hug on the ultimate fucking warrior? He's the world's strongest man. Bullshit. Bravo breaks it with an eye rake, more forearms, and a side slam for a near fall. Warrior begins to ultimate up. Yeah, yeah. uh, uh, He he stands up, starts shaking the ropes. Oh yeah, we get the warrior shake. All while Dino continues to hit him. Warrior with a headbutt, roundhouse ride, multiple clotheslines, flying shoulder block, warrior splash mm. for the pin and mm. the win. Post-match, Earthquake comes in hitting a clothesline on Warrior. Bravo and Earthquake are working over the Warrior until Warrior hits a double noggin knocker and a clothesline <laughs> on Earthquake. He then tosses Dino to the floor, but Earthquake recovers to hit an axe handle across the back. Earthquake then hits multiple elbow drops and goes to the second rope. But all of a sudden, Hogan is running down to the ring. Oh, what is Hogan going to do? Steal the spotlight? Hogan gets in between Warrior and Earthquake, protecting him. Punches Earthquake to send him to the floor. Warrior starts yelling at Hulk, and Hogan's trying to explain. He was just trying to help. Yeah, yeah. Just here to help. I'd be very skeptical of Terry as well, if I was Hellwig. The ref's trying to get get in between them to keep them apart, and Hulk just gently removes the ref from between <laughs> them by pushing him out of the way. Hogan and Warrior now nose to nose, and the ref tries to get in between them again, and this time the Warrior pushes the Which, ref Which uh, was probably not not, not, as, <laughs> not as gently no, as no, Hulk. No, no, no. More refs come down to the ring, and they get shoved out of the way by the two men, but we go to commercial. Calm break, because we're on television. We then get Vince McMahon in the back, and he sends it to a video package showing us the history of Hogan and Warrior. Mm -hmm. We see footage from the Royal Rumble, which we talked about last week. Yeah. They then teamed up together at a Saturday night main event. But after the match, 
perfect and the genius attacked from behind, sending Hulk to the floor and Warrior was fighting them off. Hogan would make his way back into the ring and Warrior, who didn't realize it was Hulk, would turn around and hit him with a clothesline. Once Warrior realized who it was, he helped Hogan back to his feet, but Hulk just shoved Warrior off. Hogan then joins Vince in the back, and Hogan says, Warrior was the most powerful force that has ever attacked Hulkamania. That's kind of true. Yeah, I like, agree. Like, fan-wise, and like... I mean, like, other than maybe Andre? And stuff. Yeah, but that's like, like, that ship has sailed. But like, as far as like, things that potentially are close to taking... Hulkamania down a step. Yes. And, you know. He also mentions that it was an accident at the tag match. He Mm -hmm. understands that. But he doesn't want to scratch on Warrior after he accepted the ultimate challenge. And that's why I was watching his back tonight. But I looked in his eyes and and I saw no fear in the Warrior. And because this is such a special episode, we get another Warrior... Promo. This one is the one where he says Hulk Hogan 17 times. Oh, okay. So this one's a very long one. I see this. Stick um, with me. I will. I will try to help. Mean Gene asks, what, what happened? What happened tonight? Oh, let me do my Mean Gene. Hold on. Ultimate Warrior? What happened tonight? What happened tonight was already written, Hulk Hogan. It was written a long time ago when the warriors that came before me and you Yes, I'll do it. Oh, my God. Now watch what you must do. It is beyond this, Hulk Hogan. I stay with my back to you, Hulk Hogan. And I knew that you will not come. But Hulk Hogan, when I looked into your eyes, I saw a wall. You saw a wall? Wall filled with fear. Fear that ran thick through you, Hulk Hogan. I'm Hulk Hogan? Royal Rum- at Royal Rumble, I needed no friends. I needed no partners. Every man stand by itself, like the ultimate warrior always has. But Hulk Hogan, Hulk you Hogan? still do not understand. You still have misjudged. I need not your protection, but look on the walls of the Joe Louis Arena. The warriors that could not have come have attached themselves to the outer structure, Hulk Hogan. The walls? They're, they're zipping through... <laughs> Feeling me, feeding me with the power to survive. They ride on my back for protection. I need not you, Hulk Hogan. Not me? And if you look closer, you'll notice red and yellow, the colors of Hulkamania. Hulkamaniacs, their question, do you have, Hulk Hogan, (laughs) what it take to be the most powerful force in the entire universe? Hulk Hogan, look at me. (laughs) Without the paint, Hulk Hogan. The desire to withstand the pain and give the utmost in battle and come back at WrestleMania 6 still stands. Hulk Hogan, for I am the chosen one. Hulk Hogan, you will fall to the full power. He's like, yeah, I'll still fight you at WrestleMania 6. Is that what basically that means? WrestleMania 6 still stands like it hasn't happened yet. I mean, if Hulk Hogan didn't know that he was talking about Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. he knew that he was talking about uh, him after this. Yeah, program. yeah. But the way he delivers it, like you, your throat probably hurts pretty 
pretty badly at the moment, but the way that he does it is extra bizarre. It's very bizarre. I would say that those promos, granted these two matches are good. Those two promo, those like th- I guess three promos. Yeah, he had are three promos. Kind of, kind of the best part of the show. So Vince and Jesse talk about what has transpired tonight. What did Ultimate Warrior actually say? I I just. I okay. Just said it all. Yeah, yeah, but I want like a, I want the cliff. Notes. You want the cliff notes version? <laughs> um, uh, I think he says mm-hmm. I'm going to win. Yeah, yeah. At WrestleMania yeah. six. I think the Ultimate Warrior like could have been a wonderful like cable preacher. <laughs> right. I'm telling you, we're taking the lines from this and uh-huh. making hardcore, hardcore metal songs. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that's good. I like that. Mean Gene with Buster Douglas in the back then, and Mean Gene asked him if he enjoyed himself. Buster Douglas says, I had a blast. Hogan's my kind of guy, and we're going to go out drinking. But what are they going to drink? Whole milk for me. Buttermilk for the the holster. (laughs) We already knew that we didn't like Terry. We're we're, we're slowly becoming anti-Terry, but don't trust a man that drinks buttermilk. Buttermilk? Yeah, that's gross. That's gross and weird. So then we get Vince and Jesse saying their goodbyes. And we go to a shot of Macho King holding his face where Buster hit him. Yeah. It was a weird way to end the show. It was. But a little bit of continuity goes yeah, a long way, yeah, I yeah. guess. So, Michael Temple, mm-hmm. your overall thoughts of main event three. Uh, it was 48 minutes of fun. And like I said, the best stuff was Warrior. It was the Warrior promos and Warrior working from underneath, even though he still came out on top. Agreed. For me, this show does exactly what it sets out to do. Yes. It showcases the two biggest stars in mm-hmm. the company, closes the door on a couple of rivalries, which yes, was sir. the Macho King Hogan yeah. and the Dino Bravo Warrior, because they've been feuding over the last few months. And it gets everyone ready for the ultimate challenge at WrestleMania, WrestleMania 6. WrestleMania 6. And... Honestly, I never thought I'd be pumped for Warrior. Like, I'm pumped for Warrior. So, I think, if I remember correctly... Maybe it's because we're so down on Terry. WrestleMania Six may be the first pay-per-view I ever watched. Oh, really? Because I remember watching Warrior Hogan. Yeah. It could have even been on, like, a Saturday morning. Remember, I caught a lot of wrestling when I was a small kid. I mean, I used to get tapes. Oh, yeah. From, like, the... From not from the blockbusters, yeah, yeah, type place. Because when you were a kid, they were probably like thirty dollars for a tape, and it's like no one's gonna buy a thirty dollars yeah, tape. Exactly. Yeah, you just rent it. Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? All right, fuck you. It's time for us to spark it up. So, best moments of the night. Love to see Jimmy Hart actually get his. That moment with him getting dragged under the ring and then coming out with. No pants on. Yeah, it was so funny. It's such a good moment in a match that isn't a comedy match to yes. have a comedy moment like that. Well, they also picked the perfect moment for it because, like, if it was on the pay per view, we would have felt differently about it. Yes, I think we would have felt differently about it. But it being on this like Saturday Night Main Event and it's like a like build up match for the like blow off, it is a really great moment, and it's a moment that makes you excited that you took the time to tune in you know what i mean yeah it's kind of weird how i said it but you know what i'm you I, know what i'm getting I, trying to get across is like this is i understood it better than an ultimate warrior promo oh yeah yeah 
But like the not everything that you want happens on a pay-per-view and this is a prime example of why you should be watching in between pay-per-views because stuff like this happens and they're exciting and they are fulfilling and interesting and they do mean something if you've been paying attention. They sometimes can. Yeah, sometimes, but this is like a prime example of like of of when it does and when it does it like well. Exactly. The, For such a silly thing, like some guy not wearing pants. Uh, the whole Buster Douglas macho thing at the end of their match is great. Yes, I think it's good. Too. I mean, other than the fact that I, I'm sure that it was supposed to be one punch and macho goes down. Yeah, they kind of flubbed it, but, but it's okay. They kind of flubbed it, but it's fine. Because, yeah. you know, not everyone gets knocked down with one punch. It's also fucking, it's, it's wrestling. Like, Buster Douglas is a combat athlete. He is not... A per, he's not a performer. Exactly. And, uh, you know, Hulk also was kind of late with the push, so... Hulk is, is that, a is that performer. Is a most disappointing moment for you? No, Terry, no, no. Terry didn't do his job? Uh, Terry only does Actually, his job. Actually, back to best moments. I would say Terry only does his job. The one thing that I did like from Hulk was the trying to instigate the fight between Macho and Buster. No, that was very, he's all very like, good. He's all like, go ahead. Yeah, that, no, that, yeah. Go no, that was really, really good. If there's one thing that man can do, it's anything, like, he's always great post-match, even if he's just flexing, but, like, he's kind of at his best once the second bell rings. I agree, completely. (laughs) In a weird way. It's, like, kind of when, like, Hulkamania is the truest, is when, like, he's on top or he's talking to the crowd. How about most disappointing? That we keep bringing up this weightlifting thing. Well, no, I feel like this was the blow off for it, so I was okay with it. I. But I've been tired of it for a long time. Yeah, I always bring it. I up. mean, we were tired of it like the show after it happened. Yeah, yeah, and it's been going on for a long time. But we just got out of the Royal Rumble where they talked about it. But I think this is the end of it. Cross our fingers. I mean, like, so. what is Zeno going to do after this? I think it's fine. Uh, my, but like, the thing is, is like. I'm tired of it, but Jesse's the one talking about it. But I know that Jesse is always going to have something to say that's always good or funny. That's true. Or, like, he's, he's always going to be good, even if he's not making any sense, because he's that good. So it's, like, him bringing that up, I'm like, okay, why are we doing this? This should have been blown off, like, you know, 12 months ago. How about best performer of the night? It's Warrior, right? Because yeah, of those promos. It's totally Warrior. And Warrior did really good from working working underneath. He did great. I agree. I was really, really impressed by that. Anything surprising on this show? Well, I mean... That Buster Douglas was there? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Like, not even knowing that Buster Douglas or Mike Tyson was supposed to be there. So, like, all of a sudden you have yeah. like, this name guy showing up to be, you know, part of the show. Because usually this is something that they would have kept for... For WrestleMania. Well, they had it planned ahead. They like, like we talked about, they already had a deal with Tyson, and yeah. he like dropped out because he lost, and he was like, "Well, fuck that." But my, uh, I was watching this the other night, and my friend came home, and he was like, "Oh, I've seen this before," because when he was a little kid, he was a huge Tyson fan, so he tuned into this even after Tyson lost because he still thought Tyson was going to be on it ah, and watched the whole show. And he's not even a wrestling fan or anything, but he was a big Tyson fan when he was like a little kid. He's a couple years older than me, but he had older brothers and stuff. So like they were probably more aware of it and he was kind of like tagging along. But so he'd actually seen that episode before. And as I was like watching it, he 
gave me some context for it that I would not have put together without using the internet because, you know, I was like three. They, they don't always tell us on the show. No, no. And here I think that it was there, but this was very much a really intelligent way for them to build to it because they're like, hey, we're going to do this boxing thing. And it's like Mike Tyson, as big as it gets. Like it was, yeah. Who would you have rather taken a punch from, Mike Tyson or Buster Douglas? Well, I know that I've watched most Mike Tyson matches, and I've only seen the one Buster Douglas match. I'm going to go with the Buster Douglas punch, but either way, they would murder me. I'd rather take a punch from the Ultimate Warrior. Still bad, but he doesn't probably know how to actually punch. Those guys actually know how to punch. And now for a look back even further into the history of wrestling. The Dusty Finish. Buddy Rogers had become WWWF champion in April of 1963. But on May 17th, Bruno Sammartino would win the title in a 48-second match. Rogers would claim the loss only came because of a heart attack he suffered a week prior. But the Nature Boy would never win the title back. Bruno Sammartino, born on October 6, 1935, in Italy, before immigrating to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, after World War II. Bruno would turn to weightlifting to gain confidence as a youngster, and would set a world record bench press of 565 pounds. Sammartino would make his professional wrestling debut in 1959, and won his first championship by 1962 in Toronto. Less than a year later, he would become the second WWWF champion, and he would stay champion for over seven years. For his accomplishments, Bruno Sammartino would be inducted into the Professional Wrestling, WWE, and Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fames. While the WWWF had broken away, the NWA was still going strong with Luthez in his third reign as champion but Canada's greatest athlete was rising up to challenge for the belt. So Bruno took it from Buddy and then kept it for seven years? Seven years. 2,800-something days. Yeesh. And the thing or is... 2,100-something yeah. And like we walk, like WrestleMania, is it one and two where Bruno shows up? Yeah, I know he's at one yeah. as the second. Mm-hmm. But he gets like a decent... Because I mean, I actually liked that match that he yeah, was in. You did not person. like it. Yes, I, I liked it. Maybe I don't actually like it now, but I liked it at the time. But uh, yeah, it, that's why it was a huge thing, and that's why they wanted him to second. Yeah, his I mean, son because... but it's one of those things like, where's the, where's the tapes? I want to see the tapes. Are they on the network? And I just don't know about it. Uh, there's probably some old San Martino matches on there. Yeah. Next week. Wrestle War 1990. I meant to write down the thing, but we'll get to the thing and we'll play it twice. What thing are you talking about? The thing you. The, the tagline? No, no. The, the intro to the show that is incredible. Yeah, it'll be on the next episode. It will be, but I just wish that I had it. It, it, it tattooed itself on my heart, but not particularly onto my brain. Music from this week's episode is the theme song from the main event and Unstable by Jim Johnston, as that's the Ultimate Warriors theme song. Oh, yeah. If you like us, you can always rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts at. 
You can always email us at wrestlinghistoryx at gmail.com if you have any comments, concerns, questions, just whatever. We like to hear from our public, yeah. adoring public. We'll, we'll, we'll call them friends. 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 What up, friends? Maybe they're fans. Hopefully they're friends. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Or you can always find us on Twitter at WrestlingHistoX. That's Wrestling H-I-S-T-O-X. Don't forget to do the wild thing. We'll talk to you next week.